0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper We're delighted now to be joined by Caelan Doris, the Leinster and Ireland back row forward who has just signed a new contract to stay with Leinster and indeed with Ireland for the next three years a central contract Caelan Doris, thank you very much for joining us on the programme
1: No, by the roll, thanks for having me
0: I suppose there was no chance really though of you moving away from Ireland to this stage of your career as a 25 year old, was there?
1: No, no, not really. It was a pretty straightforward move. Um, we've kind of been in the negotiation stages for a couple of months and yeah, I finally get it over the line. But
0: pretty does that poisonous. actually reduce your bargaining power to a certain extent, you know, that they know that you're going to want to stay to play for Ireland and you won't take the risk of moving to somewhere like France?
1: Yeah, well, the pull of the green jersey is pretty strong, and um, I think they do have a fairly good idea, especially someone at my stage of their career, that this is where I want to be. Um, we are looked after very well here in Ireland, um, both province-wise and nationally as well. So, um, yeah, I think they they know that, and that's their bargaining power. But at the same time, it's two special environments that I'm delighted to continue to be in for the next few years and I've loved my time so far.
0: When you say about being looked after well, is that in a physical sense rather than perhaps as they suggest overworked in France physically?
1: Yeah exactly, we've kind of you're not playing every weekend you maybe play three or four in a row max and you have a weekend off here or there physio, massage, all that off the pitch stuff is top class as well and instead of maybe in France or even in England, you could be pushed to 30, 40 games here, it's capped around 30, so um, you might get a few more years out of you down the line.
0: You'd have to think like that, I suppose, because is there not a sort of a thing at times that I'd love to be playing in that game and you get a bit frustrated sitting in the stands watching and fearing perhaps that your replacement is going to have such a good game that he might keep your place for the following week?
1: Yeah, there's a bit of that to it, definitely. There's so much quality, particularly in the back row in Ireland, for whatever reason, if it's genetics or otherwise, we produce a lot of good back rows. Um, so you've got to be on top of your game whenever you get the opportunity. Um, but I think overall the competition definitely drives the standard upwards and everyone's very motivated to play well when they get the chance. And yeah, as I say, that drives the standard, the standard collectively upwards.
0: Of course, we all think of you as Ireland's best number eight, but there have been occasions when you've been required to play at six or even on one occasion in the roll up to the World Cup play at seven. And some people say you play better at 8th than you do at 6th. How different is it to be playing in those positions and do you agree that you're better than at 8th than 6th?
1: Um, eight's my preference and yeah, I've been lucky to play there quite a bit so far this season and through the World Cup. Um, I think for back rows there's an expectation that you've got quite a varied skill set and you're able to throw the ball around, you're able to attack and carry well and defend well. So regardless of what number I have on my back, I, I play a fairly similar game across 6, 7 and 8. Um, 8 potentially puts me in better positions across the pitch a little bit more so I can get my hands on the ball a little bit more, which is my favourite thing to do and probably one of my strengths. So from that perspective, I prefer 8, but it doesn't change a whole lot whether I'm on the flank either.
0: You've had a couple of months now to consider what happened in the Rugby World Cup and just how close you were to beating New Zealand in the quarter-final. How do you remember that World Cup now?
1: Yeah, with the passage of time, I'm kind of looking back on it a little bit more fondly. It still hurts massively thinking of the quarter-final and falling short of the ultimate goal, which was to win it and bring home silverware and do that for the first time as an Irish team. And we had full belief that we could do that, which kind of adds to the disappointment in some ways. But at the same time, there's so many fun memories from the whole experience, even looking back at pre-season and spending so much time together in camp and further building those relationships and connections amongst the squad. Um, and over in France, the two games that stand out for me are South Africa and Scotland, and the crazy support we had. You could get a sense of it from back home, but then the travelling support as well was like nothing I've experienced before. So um, I'll remember those two days in particular for a long time. But as I say, there was we had a great crack. We we're very close knit group, so there's plenty of good memories off the pitch as well.
0: Ken, that's interesting because a lot of times in sport you hear players talking about the games they've lost and that they talk about those, maybe with even degree of bitterness, rather than the games they've won, but you're taking the positive approach is that down to discussions with your parents who are both psychotherapists could that have anything to do with it?
1: Possibly, yeah, I think in every situation you kind of try and delve in a little bit deeper and take some of the positives um, I sort of, it took me a couple of weeks to get over the disappointment of the defeat and it's still there when I think about it I still have the kind of gut-wrenching feeling in my stomach a little bit, but Uh, I think in order to move on, you kind of have to reset your sights and look back on it, look back on the positive aspects from it and um, create new focus areas in terms of trying to get better as a player and improve my performances and win more silverware and have more good days out. So I'm very aware of how fortunate I am to be in the position I'm in. And um, yeah, I'm I'm loving doing what I do and I want to continue to get better and I'm into good environments to do that.
0: We're not too far away now from the start of the Six Nations again. The first week in February, a lot of rugby to be played between now and then. You've got to play Munster in the URC on Stephen's Day. You've got a couple of more Investec Champions Cup games coming up. But what are the ambitions for the Irish team now? I mean, is it? Do you see yourself as a player on a four-year cycle for the next World Cup, or is there an ambition to say we want to win another Grand Slam this year coming?
1: Yeah, I think it's always a little bit more short-sighted. You've got the kind of longer-term goals as well, but it's very week-to-week With between Leinster having big European games coming and then you look a little bit past that and you've got France away over in Marseille. Um, and they've sort of been in a similar boat to us in that they probably fell short of their goals for the World Cup. So that's, it's going to be quite a big battle to start the Six Nations off. Um, but it's always a highly contested couple of games though so um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to getting back in as a squad overcoming the World Cup disappointments and looking to continue to improve and evolve as we go forward And then with
0: Leinster, given that you had the disappointment of losing the Champions Cup final against La Rochelle back in the summer how important was it psychologically to go to La Rochelle a couple of weeks ago and win?
1: Yeah, it was it was great. It was sort of a fixture that was earmarked for a while, given our history with them, as you mentioned, over the last few years. So um, it was quite an emotional week and there was a lot of excitement building into it. It was a Sunday game, so it was a slightly longer week than usual and we felt we had a very good preparation going into it. So there's a lot of belief going over there. The conditions weren't quite what we expected. It was fairly lashing down and windy uh, and made for quite an abrasive physical game but uh, definitely very pleasing given our history with them to finally come out on top albeit very early in the season and we're going to need to improve a lot as will they but um, yeah a good chance we'll face them again at some stage
0: I asked you at the start about signing your own new contract but what do you make of the news today the confirmation that RG Snyman the South African World Cup winner is moving from Munster at the end of the season to join you at Leinster
1: I'm excited to have him on my team as opposed to the opposition for a change. So he's obviously a very impressive physical specimen. Um, he's been unlucky with injuries over the last while, but we've seen his last with South Africa and when he has gotten the opportunity with Munster as well, he's, uh, like I said, he's a massive man, but he's also capable of throwing the ball around and getting his hands free and putting other people through space. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to having him on our team.
0: He's not a threat to your position. but you reckon, though, the second roles make of his arrival.
1: Well competition is great you need it in any uh, successful team so he's definitely going to add to that big time we've got some quality there already but they'll all be pushing each other to new heights I'm sure.
0: Okay one final one though for you you're very much a Leinster man and an Ireland man but are you a Mayo man or a Dublin man?
1: (laughs) I'm a Mayo man for sure I've always said Mayo for football Leinster for rugby (laughs) Um, I'll I'll be going back to Mayo next week for Christmas so I'm looking forward to getting home. My brother's back from LA as well so the band will be back together for the first time in a few years, which will be nice.
0: Thank you very much for joining us, Cailin Doris Lencer and Ireland Backrow, who is unveiled as an ambassador for JFW Renewables, one of Ireland's leading solar energy companies, specialising in the efficient installation of solar panels in homes, businesses, and farms around the country. The last word with Matt Cooper, weekdays from four
1: thirty.